Have you guys ever found yourself in a situation where you were an ex extended a pity invite? Show of hands. No, just me? Cool. Um, so what I'm talking about is when you're like, I'll just tell you my story. How about that? So I was in a situation once where a friend of mine was graduating from college, and, and she went here to the church. Um, her name was Miranda, and her mom threw this big old graduation party for her. Like, it was a whole to-do. There was barbecue. There was, like, sweet tea. That goes with barbecue. A whole bunch of people were coming, and there, so there's a group of us, like a circle of us. Miranda's mom is there, Miranda's there, and there's a bunch of our friends, and me. And I'm new to this whole friend circle, so like I don't really know them that well, and so I was not invited to the grad, the grad party. And so they're all talking about it, and Miranda's mom, Carrie, is sharing all these awesome details, like the cake. The cake sounded so good. She was so good at describing cake, which is a weird strength to point out. But, and, and she's talking about all this good food, and I'm like super sanguine, so when I feel left out of a party, it's bad news for me. And so I just am like trying to, I'm trying to look mature. I'm an adult, like, oh yeah, you guys are having a party. I don't need to be there secretly. I'm like, nobody, nobody likes me. I don't get invited to the party. The truth is I just didn't know them that well. So they're talking about all the details of this party, and finally they're like wrapping it up, and, and Carrie, Miranda's mom, is like, okay, I'll see you guys all this weekend. And then she's like scanning the, the crowd and catches my eye, and she extends a pity invite. And when she invited me, she was like, and, and you know, and Sean, you're more than welcome to join us. And when she said that, I think she was expecting the normal mature adult response of like, no, 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 I don't want to impose. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I don't need to be there. I have plans. Not this guy. If you, get, if you invite me to something that has free food, I will be there. It does not matter. We could have met once 10 years ago, and you're like, my kids graduated. It's like, I'll be there. It's in Oklahoma. Food's free. Sick. Or you could be like trying to sign me up for a pyramid scheme. And you, like, there's sub sandwiches. I'm there. And chances are I'll probably sign up because I'm really impressionable. That joke. <laughs> pyramid scheme. It doesn't matter. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is the power of an invitation matters because what Carrie didn't realize is when she pity invited me to that party, it set a whole bunch of dominoes in motion for me and where I am today. You see, at that party was where I really started to talk to my wife. We weren't married at the time. And where I really got to know her and like start that, that friendship, which like put a whole bunch of dominoes in motion for me to get me to where I am today. So what I want us to realize is that there is power in an invitation. There's power in what happens when you invite somebody there, and you don't know what's beyond that invitation. And so what I want to do tonight is I want to invite our friend Jacob out here to help us. Um, yes, give him a hand. He is awesome. Am I, on? Am I on? Come on out, Jacob. Take a seat with me. And so I want to talk to Jacob tonight about his story and uh, about what it means to be invited and, and that sort of thing. Because next weekend, or not weekend, next week is our trick-or-treat giveaway, right? Our trick-or-treat bring your friend night. We do it every year. And if you don't know what that is, we set up this huge elaborate setup on the stage with two doors. We give away a bunch of candy, gift cards, all that stuff. And it's a fun night. And it's, right? How many of you have been before? It's a blast, right? It's oh, so much fun. And the fun is awesome, but it's not the main thing. The main thing is getting people here so that they can hear the message of Jesus Christ and get to be saved and have a home forever in eternity. And so I wanted to talk to Jacob about this whole, this whole situation of bring your friends. So Jacob, we, if you don't know Jacob, he's awesome. Jacob, you, you've been around forever at this point, seven years now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you're a senior at Grand Junction High School, 
right? Super involved in yeah. the marching band. It's like your whole your whole thing, right? It's, it's, all, it's what I do. It's what you do. It's awesome. And you've been a Christian a long time, seven years about, yeah. right? And so you also serve with us here on Blue Team on Wednesday nights. You've been on like every color team imaginable yeah. at this point. But I collected them all. You collected them all, exactly. So because you've been here for a long time and, and your story's kind of intertwined in all of this program that we do, I want to know what 4640 means to you and like kind of how all that kind of came together for you as well. Yeah. So 4640 to me is, it's a home to me, right? Um, I've been going here seven years and ever since I started coming, it's always been a place where I can just relax for the week and, you know, like take a break from all my stresses of school and of home uh, and just relax and just experience like that little touch of heaven that we get in here every week. That's awesome. And so because like you're a senior in high school and you've, you're rooted here, you've grown up here, all that stuff, you serve with us. What is, how is that effective where, affected where you're going to be in five years? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So God has really served my heart towards ministry a lot like this. So um, youth ministry is something I'm really passionate about, but uh, also like YWAM, which is called Youth with a Mission. And so uh, they're a program who sends out missionaries all over the world to try to spread uh, the gospel of Christ, just like we do in here, all over the world. Uh, and so that's something that's become really important on my heart um, recently. All right, so next question is, how did, how did you end up here at 4640, right? Like, it, it was not random. Um, it, was, it was a whole situation. Can you kind of tell us that story a little bit? Yeah, uh, I got invited. I got handed a pamphlet that said, trick or treat, invite night. And I went... <laughs> <laughs> So what you're telling me is you got invited to our trick-or-treat bring your friend night yeah. with like the flyer and everything. Every, yeah. It, like it worked. It got you here. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I'm so excited to hear that. Can you tell us the story of like yeah. how the invite went? So and- I was in sixth grade. It was 2015. Um, so long ago. Uh, <laughs> seven years <laughs> next week. Um, and so um, I was in sixth grade and my friend Grace McCrum, she walked up to me and was like, hey, do you want to come to this thing? Uh, on Wednesday, and I was like, she handed me a pamphlet, and I was like, win a hundred pounds of candy. I'm like, I want to win a hundred pounds of candy, so <laughs> I showed up. <laughs> and and so you came, you you saw the whole trick or treat madness that we do. It is um, yeah. with all the costume characters, all the tricks. There's more tricks than treats, but the treats are worth the tricks. Um, and tricks are fun. And you did you end up you end up getting. Godding. Yeah. <laughs> Good professional speaker here. Uh, you ended up getting saved that night, correct? Yeah, I was saved that night. That's awesome. So, so what made you stay, right? Because we see a ton of people come for the first time. We see a ton of kids come, but, but not stay. Yeah. But that's not your story. Obviously, you're seven years deep here in the ministry. You serve with us. What, what was different? What made you stay? Yeah, I think probably that first year was all our awesome elements like, you know, spider jump and foam pit and then nine square. I was a beast at nine square <laughs> for, a, <laughs> for years. But, you know, eventually it, be, it became more about how much of a home it is for me and like have that connection of like being able to come here and really experience God and learn about God and the plan he has for my life. So not only did you stay and, and you grew in your faith and, and kind of learned all these tenets of spirituality and, and what it means to be a Christian, but you also got your family connected in the church too, right? Yeah. So um, I eventually got on my heart to start, um, we're helping out around the church and like started um, doing ministry. And so then I started on Red Team, which is our um, K through one class. And so I started on that and it was really convenient for my parents to drop me off for the 8 a, for the 9 a.m. service and then uh, come for the 11 a.m. and pick me up after and we would leave because um, my parents weren't churchgoers before then. Uh, so it was really convenient for them. 
Uh, and then I, ke- I kept pressuring my mom, like, mom, you should join a team. Like, why aren't you guys volunteering? I'm doing more than you guys. This is kind of embarrassing. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so uh, my mom eventually cracked and joined Purple Team when they started because it, it was kind of like it was something that just was just starting. And she's like, all right, this, I'll do this. Uh, and so I got to do that. And then um, she moved on and then to Blue Team and now she helps us uh, do check-in for Blue Team um, on Wednesday nights. So that, that's amazing. And not only is your mom serving with us and you're serving with us, with us, but we also got to do like a really cool event with your dad through his work. Um, he works for the food bank and we did that whole food drive last year with him. And so you really kind of were the, the arrow point into the church for your whole family and some really cool ministry as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's safe to say that that invitation to trick or treat night changed your life, right? Yeah, for sure. Like it, it changed the direction of where I was going to go. God wanted, or I wanted to be, uh, I want to go to culinary school and be like a chef. And God was like, no, we're gonna, you're gonna preach my word. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, sounds good. And like, it, that, that completely changed where I was gonna go. And it gave me confidence in where I was gonna go too. That's so awesome. So, so one last question for you. That person who invited you, you said her name was Grace, right? Mm-hmm. When, when, you know, 70 years down the road, whenever it is, when you are in heaven, yeah. and you see Grace up there, what do, you, what do you think that you would say to her? Yeah, I think I'd start with like, thank you, like um, for inviting me. Like it, it completely changed the course of my life. Um, and it led me down uh, such an awesome path uh, of friends and a family and, like, an awesome experience. Uh, but then also, like, through God uh, intending me to be a servant for his kingdom and, like, doing ministry that, you know, so many more people, I believe, are going to be saved, like, through the ministry that I do. And so, like, by proxy, that is her inviting me means that all those people, all, all those people were saved because she invited right. me. That's, I mean, that's amazing. You start to see the power of the invitation, right? So not only did Jacob come to Trick or Treat and have a ton of fun and get some candy, but he also got saved. And he also then started rooting deep into the church and into his faith and growing as a Christian. And then it expanded beyond him, right? Then it expanded into ministry and serving others and and helping others along that journey as well. And it's even called him into full-time ministry himself. And so when we invite somebody to church, we, we don't know what's just beyond that invitation, right? You can see the dominance. His parents now come to our church. His parents are now serving and helping other people grow in their faith as well. And he's exactly right. That person who invited him opened that door and set all those dominoes in motion for more people to be saved and more people to come into the kingdom of God. So what I really want us to grasp tonight is the weight of an invitation. But Jacob, I I really want to thank you for joining us and and sharing your story. Like it's really powerful and cool to see that our sharing and and inviting events actually like work. And we we know that they do, but it's cool to like have your testimony and, and see just what it looks like to have an invitation really go forth out into the world. So everybody give him a hand, say thank you for joining us, it's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So just like Grace invited Jacob, we all have somebody around us we could invite to church, right? We all have somebody in our life that we could invite to our Bring Your Friend Night. It's a really awesome, low friction way to get somebody here to not only have a great time and potentially win a ridiculous amount of junk food and a gift card to Starbucks, but it's an awesome way for them to get to hear the gospel message. And so when we're going to invite somebody, we need to kind of think about how we're going to invite them and where they're at in relation to their faith. And that can be kind of hard to determine. So we created this really handy dandy scale and my uh, amazing set change team is going to bring out this scale and it is, uh, it's quite the to do. 
Um, now, I know you guys know that I'm an idea man. I'm an engineer, uh, not by trade or training, but because I just said I was. And so this is our uh, in relation to Jesus scale. Ooh. Ah, yes, yes. And it requires a baby pool. We're going to scoot it over here. And uh, my handy-dandy assistant, Nick, here is going to come and stand in this baby pool. And at some point, Pastor Joe is going to join us with uh, the, the gift of salvation. So it, it is clearly labeled 1 through 10, 1 being uh, somebody who's completely lost, somebody who doesn't know Jesus at all, somebody who is maybe closed off to the idea of God or church, or maybe they're just unchurched altogether. And then 10 being someone like Jacob. When Grace invited Jacob, he was ready to receive, right? He came that night and he felt God tugging on his heart already. And, and he, he gave his life to Christ. And so what, we're going we're gonna to talk through this situation. So Joel, if you'll join me, uh, what we have here is the free gift of salvation, a cake, Cake. Yeah. Everybody loves cake, right? Cakes have layers. Uh, don't eat the cake yet, please. Oh, gosh. <laughs> he said he used his Band-Aid to get the frosting off. That's gross. All right, Joe, climb up the ladder and set the cake on one, please. So I was going to use something really gross to represent salvation, but salvation, like, like slime or frogs in a bucket or a bucket of Joe's bathwater, but salvation isn't gross. So we decided to go with cake because cake is delicious. So what we're going to do is this situation here, we're going to pretend that Nick is Joe's friend and Nick is lost. Nick doesn't know Jesus at all. Nick has never been to church, doesn't know anything about it. And Joe has a handy dandy little flyer about trick or treat and he's going to invite somebody, Nick, to our bring your friend night. And so Joe decides to have a conversation with Nick. Hey Nick, my church is doing this really awesome thing called trick or treat and I want you to come with me. I'm going to invite you and I want you to come and win a bunch of candy and enjoy our elements and have fun. And Nick goes, no, I'm not interested in that at all. Thank you. Naturally, you'd be kind of discouraged, right? You'd be like, well, what's so wrong with me? The thing is, is every time we talk to somebody about Jesus, it pushes the cake further down the scale, right? It pushes that person closer to Jesus. The Bible says that the word of the Lord does not go out and return void. So every time we have a conversation with somebody about church, about Jesus, about the Bible, whether it's a good conversation or not, it urges them closer to Jesus. So that cake, we're gonna say it's at a two now, right? We would all agree. It's at a two. So Nick now has heard this invitation and, and it, maybe it even irritated him. Maybe he was like, I can't believe that guy would in, invite me to church. I can't believe he would think like, I would want to go to church. Church is so lame and all that stuff. Should we then leave that guy alone forever? No, we should keep inviting. We should keep pressing in. And so Joe, next time he sees Nick, he goes, hey, Nick, I know you said no the first time, but I really, I want you to come to this bring your friend night with me. I want you to come to this trick or treat giveaway. Listen, I know what you're thinking about church. My church is not like that. 4640 is awesome. They have like this giant swing where you jump and you spin in circles. We got a spider jump. We have this foam pit. We have awesome skits and cool music and free food and all this stuff. It's, it's not like a stuffy, like old person. You sing the hymnals, but you always skip verse three thing. We don't understand why we always skip verse three, but we do. And so we continue to push that cake down the scale. And so now Nick is like, you know, I, I don't know, probably not, but, but thanks for thinking of me. And so it's probably, let's say it's at a four now. Are you eating the cake? with the broomstick. <laughs> that's, that's gnarly. So Nick is at a four now. And Nick is starting to think about, well, what if I went? What if I went with Joe to this church? And, and so Nick decides to ask Joe some questions. Joe, what, you told me your church is cool. What is it like? 
What is this service going to be like? I don't want to go anywhere and do anything weird. Like, I don't want to see anybody sacrifice, like, a goat or, or, like, sing weird, like, chanty songs and light candles. Like, I don't want anything like that. And Joe's like, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what it looks like. And so then Joe's going to explain why our church is different. See, our music is is awesome. It's, it's, we have really cool lights. Our band is amazing. And then they, they do these like announcement skits that they get information to you, but really it's just jokes so that we all feel welcome in the room. And, and then there's a short message and it's not like some stuffy old guy in a suit standing in front of a wooden table. Like we dump cakes on people's heads. Eventually we, we, we set mouse traps off on people's ears. We do all kinds of crazy stuff here. Did you not know that cake was going to land on your head? Well, it's gonna baby boy buckle up. And so you can see every time we have a conversation, every time Nick asks a question and Joe gives an answer, it gets closer and it gets closer. And finally, so Nick's at a seven, right? And, and, and Nick is, is starting to feel like, okay, maybe I could go, but, but he's not ready to let on yet. So he keeps asking more questions to Joe of like, okay, well, I don't want to go if you're just like, if you have other friends there, like, I don't want to feel alone. Like, I don't want you to just like invite me and then not talk to me. And Joe's like, no, 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 no. That's not it at all. Well, here's what we'll do. We'll make a huge plan, okay? We'll, we'll go home from school together. We'll go to my house. We'll play Xbox. Or if w- girls will do, I don't know what high school girls do. What do high school girls do after school? Hang out and talk. Yeah, we'll hang out and talk. It'll be great. We'll get uh, pumpkin cold brews. It'll be awesome. My mom, that one hit. Yes, nailed it. And so you make a plan. You're like, we'll go home from school together. We'll hang out. My mom will drive us there. We'll hit Chick-fil-A on the way. We'll hit Taco Bell, whatever you want. I'm buying because it's important to me that you come and that you, you feel welcome. And so then when we get them in the room, we don't just abandon them, right? We sit with them. We show them the ropes. We introduce them to people. We, we help them feel welcome. And so now Nick's at a nine, right? Nick's at a nine on the scale. He's about ready to say yes. And so finally he decides, okay, you know what, Joe? It sounds good to me. It sounds fun. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come with you. And so this is where Nick is at a 10, right? And so push it all the way edge, but don't push it off yet. Don't inch away. You got to get under it. <laughs> okay, stop right there. Stop right there. Perfect. No, stop. Okay. So we're here. We're at church. Nick is here with Joe. Worship is happening. The songs are, are going on. We just got done doing that weird skit where the guy gets up and talks and may or not be a Russian accent, and, and he has a sword inexplicably. And, and Nick's like, okay, I don't know what that's about, but I laughed. And now he's, he's warmed up, and worship's happening. And, and the music, something's, something's going on inside, right? Something, something's starting to move his heart. He's like, I don't really understand what this is about. I don't, I don't get these songs, but, but I, I feel something happening inside my heart. And he's like, you know, maybe it's the Taco Bell we hit on the way here, but you know, truthfully, it's God moving in his heart. And so now we sit down for the message and, and the pastor's up here and they're, and they're talking about the free gift of salvation. They're talking about what it means to give your life to Jesus. And, and they're preaching their guts out. And this is really powerful, right moment spiritually. And, and, and the preacher says, all right, I want to create space for you to accept Jesus into your heart. So if that's something you want to do, I want you to raise your hand. And Nick prays that prayer. Nick gets saved. And that is where the free gift of salvation, nope, make sure you stand right there, comes down. I imagine that going a lot messier, so I'm going to help the process. Wait, wait. Yep. Here you go. It is pretty caked in your hair, and it's caked on my hand. That was awesome. 
So you can see that once the scale tips, that free gift is, is ready and you're right there to accept the free, <laughs> thank you. I... <laughs> I don't know how to help myself. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna scroll, hold please, this is awkward. Yeah, you can hold the remote for me. <laughs> All right. We now uh, return to our schedule, regularly scheduled programming because Sean should have worn a headset. Okay, that's good enough. It's good enough. All right. Nick, you can, you can go. I'm sorry I dumped a cake on your head. I'm saved now. You're saved now. All right, everybody give Nick a hand. <laughs> All right. So when we are inviting somebody, we need to determine where they're at on the scale because it changes our invitation, right? It changes how we invite somebody to church. If they're a one, we don't just say, hey, come worship with me because they don't know what that means. Or they might have had a really bad experience in a church and that's really off-putting to them. So that's why we package this as like, hey, come to this trick-or-treat giveaway. Come to this thing where you can win a bunch of candy because the truth is we want people to get here so that we can preach the gospel to them. That is why 4640 is here, right? It's not just the student center. And yes, all the fun stuff is great and we love having it. And we're thankful for it. But, but the truth is the mission of 4640 is to connect young people in our valley to Jesus, and so when we're inviting somebody, we need to consider where they're at on that scale. There's a story in the Bible, in the, in the, the book of Acts in chapter 8, and it's about a guy named Philip. And he travels around telling people about Jesus, and God tells Philip that he needs to go to this road in the desert near Jerusalem. And, and as Philip is there waiting for God's instruction, a, a man, an Ethiopian man, comes along in his chariot, and, and Philip hears, overhears him reading scripture. And so Philip uh, comes along. It says Philip ran to this man in his chariot. In verse 30, it says, So Philip ran to him and heard him reading Isaiah the prophet and asked, Do you understand what you are reading? And the man, he said, How can I unless someone guides me? He invited Philip to come up and sit with him. I love that, that phrase of how can I unless someone guides me? Right? How, can, how do we expect people to learn about Jesus, to get saved, to get the gospel in their hearts if we aren't there to stand in the gap and help them get to church, get to hear the gospel, right? Uh, think of it this way. Like, you're a mutual friend of God and your lost friend. And you know that they'll love each other. You know that they are going to be great friends, but you have to introduce them. Right? You have to get them from point A to point B. You can't just hope that they're going to run into each other at some point. You can't just hope that they'll, they'll meet in your Xbox Live chat room or whatever it is or, or in your home room. Like you can't just expect them to meet organically because we are the mutual friend. We have a responsibility to introduce them to each other. How can I understand what it is I'm reading unless somebody guides me? Philip evaluated where his friend was at by using this scale, right? He, heard, he asked him, do you understand what you're reading? That investigative question of, hey, have you ever been to church before? Or what do you believe in? You know, these are like really simple questions. Even if you just took the flyer and you walked up to that person, you're like, hey, I'd love for you to come to this with me. Like it, it can be that simple. And that's how you start that ball rolling. That's how you evaluate where they are in their relationship with Christ. 
it can be intimidating for us to take on the, the responsibility of, of bringing somebody the gospel message, right? It can be intimidating to walk up to somebody and just say, hey, I'm a Christian. If you were gonna die today, do you know where you're going in eternity? Like that's not a helpful way to introduce somebody to God, right? That's off-putting, especially in today's culture where Christianity is not exactly met with open arms. And so what we need to do is we need to gauge where they're at in their faith. We need to ask investigative questions. We need to invite them to things like trick-or-treat, bring your friend night. So that people like us, like Madeline, like me, like JL, like Joe, can, can do what we are called to do and preach the gospel message. That's our purpose. That's why God put us on the planet. You don't have to do the difficult thing. You don't have to put yourself in the uncomfortable situation. All you have to do is invite them. And it's as simple as taking that flyer and handing it and say, hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. I'll drive. Do you want to go? Hey, this is going to be so much fun. Do you want to come with me? My mom will buy us Taco Bell. It'll be awesome. Do you want to come with me? We do not know what lies beyond the invitation. All we know is that we can invite. So what I want everybody to do is I want everybody to, to close, your, close your eyes and bow your head. And I want you to start listening to God. And I want you to start hearing his voice and, and telling him telling you who, who that person is, right? Who is it that he wants you to invite? Is it that kid you sit to, next to in science? Is it, that, is it that one girl who's always at that lunch table by herself and you see her every day? Is it your best friend in the whole world and you know that they need Jesus in their life? Then once you have that person in your mind, I want you to consider when, when the next moment you're going to be, be with them is and what that looks like. And, and maybe it's a routine thing. You're always next to them in science class and you know that there's a block right before the teacher talks about five minutes where we talk about nothing in particular. Or you know you walk past that girl at the lunch table every day during your passing period and you have 10 minutes. Or you know you're going to spend the whole weekend with your best friend and you will for sure have time to invite them to this thing. And then I want you to be bold. I want you to commit to inviting that person, even if they reject you, even if it's awkward, even if you know that they have other plans, or, or even if you know that they might say no, whatever the case is, I want you to be bold and invite them. And if they say no, invite them again. And if they say no again, invite them again and keep pushing and keep pressing in because the truth is God is after their heart and he wants to use you to do that as well. So let me pray for you. Lord God, we, we love you so much. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to invite people to come and hear your good news. God, I pray that you would release boldness and courage into the students tonight. And as they walk out into their school, I pray that you would reveal to them who it is that you're trying to get from a one on the scale all the way to a 10. And God, that you would give them courage and give them favor with that person as well. Lord God, we trust you with this and we thank you for the opportunity. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.